Fort Worth. Co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And it's a Friday of the big 4th of July weekend. Hope your weekend is going well so far, and hope that you have nice weather in your neck of the woods. You can get out there and enjoy this 4th of July holiday. Coming up on this 4th of July Friday, meaning going into the weekend, we know the 4th of July isn't until Sunday, Lots of great stuff to talk about. We'll check in with Doug Keck, as we always do on a Friday. He's the President and Chief Operating Officer of EWTN, letting us know what's coming up this weekend in programming and as we move into this busy summer month of July. Fact Check Friday at the bottom of the hour, taking a look at a new report from Reuters Institute finding U.S. ranks last among 46 countries regarding trust in the media. Shocker! Not really. We'll get some details on that. Also, have some great quotes from our founding fathers and the importance of a free press. And we don't have a free press right now. Sorry. Unfortunately, much of the press, survey after survey after survey after report after study, showing that the media, much of them, if not the majority, are in the tank for particular leftist causes and leftist organizations and leftist leaders. And that's been the case, unfortunately, for the past, I would say, 20, 30 years. I wrote a whole book about it. It was my first book, Noise, that came out way back in 13 years ago, 14 years ago now, in 2007, called Noise. I'll also have some quotes from our founding fathers on the importance of a free press. And then wrapping up a Friday morning, Christy Mohart joins us. She is an author and also had a series on EW10 regarding Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frazzati. His feast day is coming up this Sunday, July 4th. She has spent a lot of time in northern Italy with members of the Frasati family. She also founded Frasati USA, a nonprofit organization that works to promote the spirituality of Blessed Frasati. And she hosted a three-part series for our network, Sanctity Within Reach, Pierre Giorgio Frasati, featuring an in-depth discussion with Wanda Goranska, the niece of Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frasati. And she co-edited the book, Pierre Giorgio Frasati, Letters to His Friends and Families, so she obviously is a Frazzati expert. Excited to talk to her about her new book from Sophia Institute Press entitled Finding Frazzati. Again, his feast day of Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frazzati is coming up on Sunday, July 4th. So that is the show for today, friends. Let's take a look at the forecast. And those of you uh, wondering what it's going to be like around the country, unfortunately, they're saying that that extreme heat is going to be sticking around in the northwest, but we'll give you the lowdown in terms of the uh, overall forecast and what we can expect. So excessive heat with those hot temperatures will be common throughout the holiday weekend from the northwest and Great Basin to the upper Midwest. Today, thunderstorms, locally heavy rain are expected in the eastern Carolinas as well as parts of the southeast. Heavy monsoon-type rain will be possible in the southwest and southern Rockies. And tropical storm Elsa will gradually move into the eastern Caribbean Sea. So that's basically what you have going on across the U.S. of A. on this 4th of July weekend. God bless America. All right, let's take a look at the news. Lots of news. Never a dull moment in the news. Always a lot going on and some good news in terms of Supreme Court decisions. We'll get to that right now on a Friday. 
Well, the search for survivors is resuming in Florida. Miami-Dade Mayor Danielle Levine-Cava saying the search and rescue at the Champlain Towers has now resumed. This was following the recommendations of our structural engineers. They had taken the time to study the conditions to make sure things were safe. It was halted for most of the day yesterday after engineers raised concerns that more of the building could crumble. The 12-story high-rise gave way just over a week ago, killing at least 18 people with over 100 still unaccounted for. The state of New Jersey is sending in first responders to help at that site in Florida. Kevin Morrissey is a member of New Jersey Task Force One. It's going to be a tough assignment. It's going to be tough knowing what you're going for, the temperature, the environmental conditions. Um, but I, as, again, I'm totally confident our people are up for the job. The crew left a state police staging facility in Wall Township this morning for the state of Florida. It includes some 70 members along with a team of search dogs. They are joining a number of search and rescue teams from several other states stepping in to provide help. And New Jersey is sending boats given a tropical storm is now threatening South Florida as well. Some of the members assisted in the 9-11 rescue and recovery effort. Sarah Bartlett tells us you can help federal investigators find answers in that deadly Florida condo collapse. The National Institute of Standards and Technology is looking to see what caused the deadly collapse and what can be done to prevent a similar tragedy. The investigation is expected to take a couple of years, and they're asking for the public's help. Anyone with relevant photos, videos, or other information is asked to submit it to a data portal at NIST.gov. The Supreme Court upholding two election laws in Arizona. The ruling was 6-3 with conservative and liberal justices split. It said Arizona did not violate the Voting Rights Act when it passed a law allowing only voters, their family members, or their caregivers to collect and deliver a completed ballot. The court also upholding that election officials can throw out ballots cast in the wrong precincts. Arizona Governor Doug Ducey is thrilled with what he calls a big win from the Supreme Court. He tweeted the decision is a victory for Arizona voters, the rule of law, and the integrity of our elections. The Supreme Court, meanwhile, says charities do not have to disclose the names of their biggest donors to state regulators. Legal analyst Pete Williams says there's one main reason why the Koch brothers argued the California measure. There is this chilling effect when these things are made public, and that violates the First Amendment's freedom of association. The rule was 6-3, with the court's three liberal justices dissenting. The main challenger was conservative group Americans for Prosperity, which is backed by billionaire Charlie Koch. Meanwhile, the Alliance Defending Freedom, a Christian legal group praising the ruling Thursday, in a story posted on CatholicNewsAgency.com, ADF Senior Counsel John Burt says the Supreme Court confirming that every American is free to peacefully support causes they believe in without fear of harassment or intimidation. He also said public advocacy is for everyone and not just those able to weather abuse. Forced donor disclosure is a threat to all and discourages both charitable giving and taking part in the marketplace of ideas. Catholic News Agency explaining one of the plaintiffs in the case, the Thomas More Law Center, a conservative legal organization based in Ann Arbor, Michigan. According to ADF, beginning in March of 2012, the California Attorney General's Office began to harass the center, demanding the names and addresses of its largest financial supporters. Kamala Harris was in that office at the time. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt is asking the U.S. Supreme Court to review a state law banning abortions at or after eight weeks of pregnancy. The law hasn't gone into effect because of ongoing legal challenges. 
It was put in place by the Republican-led Missouri legislature back in 2019. The Iowa Attorney General's Office releasing a 30-page report on sexual abuse by members of the clergy. This almost exactly two years after the bishops agreed to release their records regarding sex abuse in their dioceses. According to the report from the AG, they said sex abuse took place over decades. The complaints of victims, the duration of the abuse, overwhelming. And it's well known but never should be minimized. Iowa is not different from the rest of the country. Now, the report did offer, as Catholic News Agency says, praise for the Charter for the Protection of Children, the 2002 document adopted by the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. They said this led to several changes in the church, evident by the reports of clergy abuse since 2002. They also stress only five priests have been the subject of allegations for actions that occurred during or after that time period. Meanwhile, as Mark Mayfield reports, the Boy Scouts of America writing a massive check to tens of thousands of victims claiming they were sexually abused. Multiple reports say that the organization is going to pay $850 million in what's being called the largest settlement for a child sexual abuse case ever in the U.S. The suit represented over 84,000 people. It was just last year that the Boy Scouts filed for bankruptcy due to rising legal defense costs in sexual abuse cases. Former Detroit Police Chief James Craig making his first political speech next week when he addresses a Jackson County Republican Party west of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Political consultant John Selleck says Jackson County Republicans want an up-close and personal look at the former Detroit police chief. They want to see people in the flesh. They want to see how they they react, how they fill a room, um, how they shake hands, how they respond to people, how they respond to hard questions from people. And he's going to get a lot of hard questions. Craig has not said yet if he will run for governor against incumbent Democrat Gretchen Whitmer. Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown is laying out his plan for combating violence over the July 4th weekend. He says his officers will be prepared. You have the finest police department in the country, and the men and women of this department are risking everything to protect you and would make the ultimate sacrifice on your behalf for your safety for you to enjoy this weekend. CPD is switching officers to 12-hour shifts with no days off, increasing patrols, adding deployments along the city's lakefront and more. The 4th of July holiday is typically a violent one in the Windy City. Brown is planning on attending a special city council meeting today to talk about his crime-fighting plans at a time when murders and shootings in that city are comparable to last year, which saw some of the city's highest crime levels in decades. Liz McLaughlin tells us that millions of Americans are expected to travel to celebrate the 4th of July this weekend. Industry experts expect pre-pandemic level traffic on roads and in airports. According to Deloitte, 75% of travelers will be hitting the road. With high demand leading to high gas prices, reports of some stations running out of fuel. Now there's no fuel shortage per se, but there is a shortage of truck drivers to get the fuel to the pumps. AAA believing more than 47 million people will travel between today and Sunday. This estimate is only 2.5% less than the number of Americans who headed out the door during the same period back in 2019. However, last year, only about 34 million traveled. Additionally, they noted more than 90% of travel will be by car this weekend, despite those gas prices being the highest they have been in seven years. And finally, their news on a Friday morning, July 2nd, 2021. Well, Jennifer Polsoni tells us it is big weigh-in day for those taking part in this year's Nathan's Famous Fourth of July Hot Dog Eating Contest on Coney Island. 
There will be a live audience for Nathan's famous 4th of July hot dog eating contest in Coney Island. Last year, it was a media-only event in a private location due to the pandemic. Reigning hot dog champion Joey Chestnut scarfed down 75 hot dogs for the men's win then, while female competitor Miki Sudo swallowed 48.5 dogs, setting a new women's record. Hmm. Well, I got to say, when you're in... New York or New Jersey, get yourself a Sabret's hot dog. They're the best with onions, mustard, and sauerkraut. Doug Keck knows what I'm talking about. He's also a fellow East Coaster. All right, 12 minutes past the hour. We'll be right back. Looking forward to chatting with Doug Keck. Our president and chief operating officer takes time out of his busy schedule to give us an inside look. We call it the inside word every Friday. And then we'll have a delightful conversation with Christine Mohar, author of a new book about one of my favorites, Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frazzati. Also, bottom of the hour, forgot to mention Fact Check Friday, a new report talking about how little we trust the media. (gasps) I'm shocked and appalled. Well, not really, but we'll have more on that a little bit later. Also want to remind you, don't forget to tune in to the Catholic View for Women every Sunday evening, 1130 Eastern Time. You can also, of course, DVR it if you can't stay up that late. But you know what? Monday is a holiday, so maybe this Sunday you can. Also wanted to mention we have a very special theme for our program on Tuesday with everything happening we thought we would talk about a world reopened. And we actually have some really cool interviews lined up, including one of the doctors who examines possible miracles at Lourdes. And we're also going to be talking to a wonderful priest from the Archdiocese of Detroit about moving beyond fear, the importance of getting out there and reconnecting. So we're looking forward to that show, A World Reopened. Details are on my Facebook page at Mrs. Teresa Tamio. We'll be right back. Doug Keck up next on a Friday. Stay tuned. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile. Everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Why do we need Catholic Radio? Because not everybody is sitting in front of a computer or watching their television set at home. How about when driving to work? Catholic Radio is there for you. I may be a Catholic priest, but I'm still a student of the faith. And Catholic Radio helps supply good material, whether it be a question-and-answer format show, whether it be a show itself on doctrine or theology. I myself, as a priest, am always learning. Father Wade thinks Catholic Radio is important. So should you. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care.
Hope you're having a beautiful Friday morning, July 2nd, moving into the 4th of July weekend. Doug, I can't believe it's the 4th of July already. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, you know, it's a, a great uh, day for us to celebrate uh, the founding, basically, of the United States and uh, our uh, wonderful history. Mm-hmm. We've all got blemishes, but I think I'll put the United States as historical uh, achievements against many others if not if in fact not everyone else so uh, i think for all of our shortcomings which yes mea copa mea copa we 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 understand i think there's plenty to uh, for us to celebrate as americans and to remember i think as we try to on, on the 4th of july all the many people over the years who sacrificed uh, so much of their lives defending this country, let alone um, many of our parents and grandparents who went through a lot of tough times and mm-hmm. uh, depression, etc., and uh, stayed the course, as they say. You know, it, it to me is so frustrating when you see these antics of some of these people out there, these athletes turning their back on the flag when just a few years ago they were holding the flag up proudly and, and all these other things that are going on. And I wonder how many people have actually traveled to other parts of the world to see what it's like and to compare it to the United States of America. And I think, you know what, if if you don't like this country so much, well, then think about maybe experiencing another country. And I think they would come back very, very quickly, permanently. Well, that's the thing, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's she-she to always think in terms of uh, what it could be. So, you know. Yeah. All right, so what is um, is coming up? I'm looking at the homepage. Some pretty big things. You've got uh, the Knights of Columbus, their uh, convention, which is a big deal, right? Absolutely. I've got uh, Alexa, Alexa talking, talking my, to us in the background. In my background there, unfortunately, <laughs> about something I have no oh, idea Oh, mine's going off now, too. They're going to be talking on both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> there they go. They'll talk to each other. Talk to each other. <laughs> uh, the future of media. Uh, but, yes, uh, uh and I just wanted to mention we also got a great lineup of programs I, I, I want to make sure I get in. We've got, uh, speaking of great history, we've got Sarah Ever Forward, Never Back. Uh, that's uh, tomorrow. we got a Marian procession f- uh, from the Holy Land, from the side of the Annunciation and Incarnation in uh-huh. Nazareth. People Nazareth, People look forward yeah. to that tomorrow. And then uh, also we're uh, running our movie on Maria Goretti. Her I saw that. On the 6th. Yeah. And for Sunday, for July 4th, called and chosen Father Vincent R. Capitano, a wonderful docudrama we produced, uh, is coming up. And also next week, there's a, uh, a miniseries uh, with Father Cedric Pesenia called There is a Solution, which deals with the whole 12 Steps program. So people can mm. look forward to that. And check out EWTN.com for all the wonderful uh, series and tv programs and live shows and all of them are available many times on our youtube channel if not there check them out on our website on demand and uh we're also happy to be proudly publishing wonderful books including yep. the Saudi book uh the christine wohor is yeah. authored and i just got uh, a new one from um from you living the scriptures and i was talking to uh, right. taylor wilson also about some other books that you're going to be putting out which is really exciting so this is a brand new one uh put out by ewm ewtm publishing living the scriptures with mother angelica i can't wait to read right. it i just got it yesterday yeah no some really great stuff mining really um, the, the spiritual nuggets of mother angelica which are, were kind of embedded in her live programs and, and in a program she did on living the scriptures and couple of programs that were recorded early in her uh, television career and so uh, what we find with all of those as you know I mean uh, the scriptures are as relevant today 
uh, and the great preachers uh, like Mother Angelica, the things they have to say, become more and more important as time goes on. Mm-hmm. So do you think is summertime busier or is it less busy for all the different things going on at EWTN? It's never ending in terms of the news. I mean, the news cycle is 24-7, but right. do you find that it's, it's, it's a little bit lighter during the summer? Or? Uh, I mean, uh, from a production perspective, not particularly. Uh, we don't really do much of a, you know, it's not like the old days when they used to have summer reruns. You right. know, we're old enough to remember those things. <laughs> Boy, are we uh, old. <laughs> you know, kind of an idea where the, you know, you'd have the 39 right. weeks and then the 13 uh, weeks off kind of a thing during the summer. Uh, so, no, I mean, pretty much it's it stays about the same. I'd say the quietest time for us is usually around Christmas. That's probably the quietest time. I would say production-wise for us. So, you know, uh, the shows are live. They continue on. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, we've got more people taking vacations, so we work that out around. But mm-hmm. in the world where you can do so much stuff remotely, uh, I think it probably has even a less impact than it might have in the in past years. So, yeah, I mean, we're charging full speed ahead, getting our schedule together for uh, – all our new series and programs that are going to be coming up. We've got some uh, wonderful things in production, a uh, program that's in production in Ireland, uh, post-production now called Speak of the Devil, which uh, has to do with spiritual warfare, mm. uh, kind of set in um, medieval times, but used as a way to see how uh, the devil works in our lives. Uh, so that's uh, in the final stages of production. Uh, we've got some wonderful programs that are now featuring these wonderful reenactments and dramatizations that are being done for us in uh, Slovenia. Um, and they really add a lot to our programs. We've got, uh, our, you know, not only the Miracle Hunter programs and they might be saints programs, we've also got, uh, the Doctors of the Church, new yeah. episodes coming out of that with Matthew Bunsen, and also yeah. a series of programs on the heresies, which, uh, we are also uh, putting out. One of the things I think that you do, well, you do so many things well, but that's really important to me in terms of my growth and my reversion to the faith is really understanding uh, the lives of the saints. I mean, deeply the teachings of the church, but the lives of the saints, and you just bring them alive over and over again. It seems like every week we speak, you have another movie, another documentary. I mean, that's obviously really important to EWTN. Yes, definitely. I think one of the insights that Mother had was that that, that we could learn so much from the saints, not the uh, polyester, plaster, you know, saints, but the real saints. And I think of uh, Bob and Penny Lord, who introduced Mm, so many different saints that we didn't know a lot about in, in their own inimitable fashion. And uh, and, and realizing in my mind and in our programming to say we want to see the saints as they were speaking what they said, not what somebody said they said, but what they said so that people can see the incredible continuity of teaching throughout the centuries, that these things that the church is teaching didn't pop up 150 years ago or 200 years ago like a lot of uh, uh, churches actually if you look at where the uh, some of their minds like the rapture and things like that which mm-hmm. you know nobody was talking about until 200 years ago um, even that long ago 150 years ago so to show that continuity to show from the earliest time of the church there were these saints uh, these martyrs and what they taught and how the things that they said about the faith uh, were what we're being taught today and mm-hmm. that we should have confidence in that continuity and if you think about it, going back to Bob and Penny Lord, I love them. I had the opportunity to do a conference with them years ago. It's such sweet people and, and just so well 
educated in the faith, but they really kind of, I think, were groundbreakers, Doug, in introducing us not only to different miracles, uh, you know, Eucharistic miracles and whatnot, but this whole idea of pilgrimage and what it meant as a Catholic to go to these famous sites. Right, absolutely, and 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 I know you've done a lot of work with mm-hmm. that, and uh, you know Steve has done a lot of work with that, and and I, where people, I think it's important for to be able to touch history, to realize mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. Uh, as we try and do it through cinema or through uh, video and 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 TV, uh, by going there and seeing, oh, this is real, this really this happened. happened, right? These were real people. This is where they walked. This is where he taught. This is where he preached from. And I think, again, connecting as we try to through global Catholic radio and mm-hmm. through uh, ch- programs like the Catholic Sphere, where we bring in reps from all over the world on a weekly basis and remind people, this is a universal church. Mm-hmm. This is a Catholic church. And these people in these different parts of the world all believe the same thing and have for the last 2,000 years. Yeah, and, and then when you go to the home of the saints or where they actually lived and walked and where the miracles happened, that, that just opens up your mind to the beauty and the depth of the church and, as you said, the universal church, absolutely. absolutely. And, and, right. and I'll tell you, the, the lords were, were just groundbreaking in that area. Well, you listen and you have a great weekend and uh, get some Thank rest you. and enjoy. I hope it's going to be nice weather down in Alabama and uh, just enjoy the weekend and we'll catch up next week. I so appreciate all the great work you do and all the great books that are coming out of EW Tam Publishing, too. I can't keep up Thank with you. them. There's so many. Good. Well, we'll keep it. It's two a month now. And uh, uh, tell Christine uh, hello, and I'll uh, be talking to her, I think, in August. So All right. God bless. Uh, God bless. Have a great weekend. Doug Keck, our President and Chief Operating Officer. Up next, Fact Check Friday, taking a look at the major lack of trust we have in the media. Who knew? Well, I know you did. So did I. We'll talk a little bit more about it when we come back. On June 22nd, the Feast of Saints Thomas More and John Fisher and the USCCB celebrate Religious Freedom Week. To mark Religious Freedom Week, St. Joseph Catholic Church in Richardson is hosting a patriotic rosary, a powerful prayer for divine protection and mercy for our nation and its rebirth. On Saturday, July 3rd at 9.30 a.m. following the 9 a.m. Mass, they will come together in prayer and song to thank God for the blessings he has bestowed on our country and to honor our servicemen and women, our veterans, and our first responders at home. For more information, call 972-672-6633. Hi, my name is Jake. My brother Gerald and I are simply real estate investors and sponsors of KATH 910AM. Our team, along with partners, specialize in helping you and your neighbors in distressed situations by buying distressed homes. In doing so, we enjoy revitalizing the neighborhoods and giving back to the community. The number to call is 682-317-9330, or you can simply visit us at 911myhouse.com. Hello, this is Steve Gleason, host of Catholic Questions Live. Please join me this Friday at 11 a.m. We'll be discussing the megachurches and more specifically the Word of Faith movement, quite commonly known as the Health and Wealth Gospel. Many good Catholics are being attracted to these pastors and churches. I'll be discussing Kenneth Copeland, Joyce Meyer, Stephen Purdick, and our own T.D. Jakes. Having been a non-denominational evangelical pastor for years, I know this message inside and out and certainly understand the appeal. Let's talk about it this Friday. 
Is your facility in need of additional meeting or classroom space, but there's no room in the budget to add on to the building? I'm Glenn Trahan, owner of Modern Fold Door and Specialties and proud sponsor of KATH 910 AM. Modern Fold Door and Specialties can solve your space division problems by installing operable walls to create additional spaces. We also provide repair and service. You can contact us at 214-357-2572 for a free consultation or trwfamily.com. God bless. 28 minutes past the hour. It's a Friday morning. You're listening to the EWTN, Global Catholic Radio Network. As Doug Keck mentioned, for anything going on programming-wise and all of the news at EWTN, we have a great website, EWTN.com. And this program, of course, is co-produced by EWTN and AveMariaRadio.net, both just a wealth of resources in terms of our websites, EWTN.com again and AveMariaRadio.net. Since the election of 2020, I began to do a segment called Fact Check Friday. For those of you who know me, I spent a long time prior to my nearly 20 years in Catholic radio in secular media and was a very, very disillusioned and very negatively impacted in many ways by what I saw going on. And this was years ago, some two decades ago or more. And so I decided to walk away in the year 2000 and just said, okay, Lord, just use me. And and here I am now, almost 20 years later, still on Catholic radio. Thank you, Jesus. But um, one of my my big missions in in my ministry, Teresa Tomio Communications, and obviously the work here at Catholic Connection and also the work I've done over the years, thanks be to God, with Catholic View for Women on EWTN is to help people with what we call media literacy, understanding how the media operate. Archbishop Chaput famously said, we need to know how the media works so they don't work on us. And I'm glad to see that many people are getting it in terms of the nonsense that the secular press, for the most part, are are giving us. However, there's still some problems uh, with this in terms of a lot of people are still believing it and not questioning and so that's why I think it's really important for us to take a look at what's happening again and again because the media are such a big force in our lives. So this report came out, and it's from the uh, Reuters Institute. And Reuters is a news service, and it showed that the United States of America has the lowest levels of public trust in media among 46 countries. And in a number of different articles that are out there, uh, many commentators are saying things such as, and this is so true, any other industry failing like this would engage in self-critique or self-reflection, asking why. But the media never do. They just go on and on from one false report or more fake news to more fake news and another false report and continue to put out agenda-driven media. Now, there is a difference between, let's say, a network like ours. We are Catholic. We are here to educate, edify, and uphold the teachings of the One Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. So we make no bones about what we believe, right? When you are listening to us, you are listening to Catholic Radio. We call us your pro-life radio network, your pro-life TV network. Cover the March for Life every year. So we put it out there. Okay, this is who we are. Now, with the secular media, if they believe so strongly as something as we do, then they should let people know. We support extreme leftist causes, or if it's a, you know, in the same on the right, be very honest about it so people understand where those outlets are coming from. But unfortunately, in many, many cases in the secular media, they don't do that. They still hide behind what they call as objectivity, which is false. They still say that they're balanced. They still say that they're covering both sides of the story, and that's pretty much nonsense. So here are some of the, um, the numbers. 
United States ranks last among 46 countries when it comes to public trust in the media, according to a report published last week. The survey, which was conducted in January and February with approximately 92,000 respondents, found that only 29% of those in this country say they could trust most news most of the time, while Finland held the highest level of trust in the media at 65%. The study was commissioned by the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism and conducted by YouGov. The survey also found that trust in the media improved in nearly every country surveyed, but not here in the United States, where the level of trust remain largely flat from the previous year. According to the Pointner Institute for Media Studies, which apparently has also gone rogue and very leftist, and I, full disclosure, when I was uh, working at Channel 50 as a news anchor reporter at an independent station here in Detroit, uh, they sent me to one of their uh, journalism programs. It was very good back then. This was, of course, back in the 90s. But unfortunately, they've been drinking a lot of the uh, leftist Kool-Aid as well. Anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. According to Pointer, a possible explanation for the lack of growth and how much people trust the media was extreme political polarization in the U.S. It pointed out that 75% of those in the survey who identified as being on the right of the political spectrum thought coverage of their views was unfair. Journalist Glenn Greenwald described his findings in the report as unsurprising. Most amazing, he said, is that the corporate sector of the U.S. media is failing in every respect, financially, culturally, collapsing trust. Any other industry failing such as this would engage in self-critique, asking why. They never do. And this is a really important point. If you look at some of these leftist media operations, CNN, for example, their ratings have tanked. They have dropped immensely, losing 79% of their audience and yet they keep doing the same thing over and over again. They don't care. What does that tell you? It tells you that the agenda is much more important to them. They are really willing, as the old saying goes, to keep you know cutting off their nose to spite their face, shooting themselves in the foot, continuing the same habits, pounding, 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 pounding away at particular politicians that they can't stand or are mad at because they won previous elections, or you know, certain groups of people and painting certain groups of people, especially those of us who hold conservative views, as evil, as um, extreme, over and over and over again. And their audience, though, is apparently losing interest in this. To drop 79%, and this is a number I'm throwing out there because many of their major quote-unquote talk show hosts are seeing huge drops in audiences, and the number 79% keeps coming up when you look at CNN in terms of a reduction of viewers. Ratings are really, really important, but apparently, if you can sit there and not even do any type of self-reflection, when you are so distrusted and when your ratings are so low, Houston, we have a problem. Other critics on social media arguing the media needed to take an opportunity for introspection and realize it was not a matter of perception from the public, while some question why anyone would be surprised by the data. So it's, it's really, I think, profound to see how some of these organizations are responding and claiming, for example, that it's only, oh, those right-wing people who think that, even though many, as you just heard, a majority in this survey feel this way. Thanks be to God, many people are waking up. Now, the problem is, and I say this as we go into the 4th of July weekend, if we don't have a free press, again, 
we have big problems. Our founding fathers gave us the First Amendment and gave us the free press because they knew there had to be a system of watching the government, government watchdogs, which is another term that's supposed to be applied to the media. Thomas Jefferson, for example, said the only security of all is in a free press. John Adams said the liberty of the press is essential to the security of the state. And here's another powerful quote for you from Ben Franklin. Freedom of speech is a principal pillar of a free government. When this support is taken away, the constitution of a free society is dissolved and tyranny is erected on its ruins. Republics and limited monarchs derive their strength and vigor from a popular examination into the action of the magistrates. Think of the power of big tech. Think of the power of the major broadcast networks in terms of putting certain stories out there. Now, some of them, as we just said, they're losing audiences and they're losing trust in the American people. But the same message is given to us over and over and over again. And many of us have to be careful to make sure we know how the media work. And that's for all media. Because if we don't know how they work, they are going to work on us, as Archbishop Shephew said. We'll be right back. 36 minutes past the hour. St. Mark the Evangelist Catholic Church in Plano has teamed up with the Catholic Charities Dallas Mobile Food Bank to offer food for those in need. Items being distributed include perishable food items from the North Texas Food Bank, such as fruit, vegetables, and other food items. The next visit is on Saturday, July 3rd from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Smith Pastoral Center parking lot at the parish. Food recipients will remain in their cars and the food will be placed in their trunks. Do you think it would be easier to walk in your faith journey alone or alongside others? Scripture teaches us that we are meant to be in community. Pope Francis recently commented that fraternity is essential to the human quality. The number one Catholic fraternity is the Knights of Columbus, and they have made it easier than ever to join. By joining, your family will enjoy a wide array of membership benefits, like a subscription to the largest Catholic publication, the Columbia Magazine. You can go online right now and become a member. Go to knights.net. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-S dot net. So when is the last time you were able to go to a big Catholic event, spend quality time with your friends, sipping on a glass of wine, eating some tasty hors d'oeuvres, hearing an outstanding presentation? I know for most of us, it has been a while. Well, get ready because our 2021 Summer Speaker Series event is going to be a perfect opportunity to get back out and celebrate with guest speaker Father John Ricardo at the Grand Ballroom of the Irving Convention Center, Thursday evening, August 5th. Please join us. Get your tickets at summerspeakerseries.com. Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Cargo Eye Care of Las Colinas, a longtime sponsor on KATH 910 AM. Cargo Eye Care is owned by Dr. Jonathan Cargo from St. Anne Parish in Capel. Their office and eyewear gallery are centrally located in Irving. Cargo Eye Care offers a full range of services and products to patients of all ages. Most vision and health insurance plans are accepted, including Medicare and Medicaid. 972-432-2020 or on the web at CargoEyeCare.com. Very excited to share with you the latest book from Christine Wohar, Finding Frazati and Following His Path to Holiness from EWTN. 
publishing his friends call him an explosion of joy. Mountain climbing, music, practical jokes, and political debates are among his many passions. With film star good looks, good looks, common sense, intelligence, and amazing athleticism, Pierre Giorgio Frazzati had every reason to pursue worldly success. He chose to focus on higher goals instead. Our guest is the author of this book, as I mentioned, Christine Mohar, and she spent extended periods of time, but a blessing, in northern Italy with members of the Frizzati family, including Pier Giorgio's younger sister and biographer Luciana. In 2006, Christine founded Frizzati USA, a nonprofit organization that works to promote the spirituality of Blessed Pier Giorgio Frizzati. She also hosted a three-part series for EWTN, Sanctity Within Reach, Pier Giorgio Frizzati, and she co-edited the book, Pier Giorgio Frizzati, Letters to His Friends and Family. So, Christine, this is an understatement, but you're obviously a Frizzati expert. So first question from one writer and me as a journalist to you is, what drew you to Frizzati in the first place? What started this journey on learning more about this amazing young man? Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Before I start, I want to just assure anyone listening that there is no fake news on the Frasati USA website. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you can have complete confidence in what you see there. In fact, it's one of the goals of the website is to be a source of accurate information because it's funny how with the saints things become legendary, um, blown out of proportion or mm-hmm. misunderstood. Um, I was introduced to Pierre Giorgio by the associate pastor at the time when I moved to Nashville. He wanted to start a young adult group, and he came up. We were talking about all kinds of things, you know, to call it, and he came up with Frasati Society because he had come across a pamphlet about Pierre Giorgio. I had never heard of him. Mm. In fact, this is something most people don't know, but I'm actually a Byzantine Catholic, and so I was raised in a bi-ritual home because my mother was Latin right, married my father. Byzantine, right? And so it's kind of an oddity in a sense that here I am, a Byzantine Catholic promoting um, this young saint. But once you've, once you've met Pierre Giorgio and get to know him, uh, he kind of just uh, gets under your skin and becomes a part of you. It's one thing, though, to, to write about him and to research him, but then to go to Italy and do such extensive research and spend time with his family. How did that all happen? Well, I met Pierre Giorgio's niece, Wanda Gavronska in 2006 on a visit to Rome uh, with some friends. And prior to that meeting, I really did not know. I mean, with a name like Gavronska, you don't think Italian, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Pier Giorgio's younger sister, Luciana, married a Polish, a man who was true Polish nobility, Jan Gavronski. So um, I, when I met Wanda, she was interested in finding someone to help her, and I was trying to give her some basic suggestions, and she made the off and a comment like, I could really use someone like you. And uh, things just happened from there. On that particular meeting, she invited uh, myself and my, my friends to go and spend a few nights in the Frasati home in Polone. Mm. We had mm. hotel reservations, and she said, why stay in a hotel when you can stay in the house of a saint? And that didn't take too long to convince yeah, really. any of us. And things things kind of went from there. I, I, I came back to the U.S. after that trip. I put my career on hold and took on this ministry and here I am 15 years later and in the course of that got to know of course Wanda and all of her brothers and sisters her mother Luciana until she died at the age of 105 and Wanda did come as you mentioned she came to the US in 2009 and came to the EWTN studios and recorded that mini series which I really consider a gift to the church to have her speaking in a in English about her her uncle Pier Giorgio. Mm. 
You know, that area of Italy, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, uh, um, St. John of Beretta is, is from not too far away in, in the Milano area, kind of in between uh, Milano right. and, and Torino. Uh-huh. And yet when, and I've spent time with her family, um, with some friends of ours in, in Priester Life. We went over and we, we did some interviews with, with her two siblings that were still alive at the time. This is about five years ago. And we were working with folks in the, with the pro-life group and, and uh, Dr. Jana's daughter. Uh, Gianna Manuela. But what's interesting about, uh, I don't know if the same thing is true for Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frasati, but she is more popular here in the United States than she is in northern Italy or around Italy, where the name of Gianna is such a popular name for, for Catholic girls. Is Frasati as well known in Italy as he is here now among youth, Catholic youth in the United States, do you think? I think he's very well known in Italy, but I think at the in the the point that we're at now, I think he's probably much more um, of a magnet for people here in the United States. When he died in 1925, his uh, name and everything about him spread very wildly through, you know, through the circles of Catholic action. Of course, his father was the owner of the newspaper. It was big news in the newspaper paper and thousands mm-hmm. of people came out and people started naming their children after him in Italy. In fact, on one of my last trips, I met a man named Pietro Giorgio and it was so surreal. He was a friend of a friend and we were having dinner and to talk to somebody and call him Pietro Giorgio. But that kind of fervor, I think, passed away because, as you know, in Italy, you can walk down any street and there'll be a saint in the church there. Exactly. And, and I think his yeah. spirituality is for the times, is particularly suited for the times we find ourselves in, in now in the United States. And so I think think that popularity is, um, I would say, it's greater now abroad than it is in in Italy itself. In fact, I've gotten this last couple of weeks uh, letters from Japan, Ireland, mm. and Peru from young people who all said more or less the same thing, that they were reached a point of desperation and they found Pier Giorgio because they somehow speak English and found him on the website somehow, or the Facebook or our Instagram or, or social media, and and how much he uh, reached them and helped them get through difficult times in their lives. So really, I think um, every continent has experienced kind of a a surge in his popularity. His feast day is this Sunday. We're chatting with Christine Wohar, the author of the book Finding Frizzati and Following His Path to Holiness from EWTN. Share with our listeners, because he came from a very prominent family, as you mentioned, his father um, and the newspaper family and whatnot, but he was very outspoken about his concerns about what was happening in the government in Italy at the time. What led him to really pursue this, this path of holiness? As you say in the intro for the book, he could have done anything with his good looks, with his education, you know, with the contacts he had with, with so many leaders in, in the community of that day. What first prompted his, his call to holiness, do you think? Pierre Giorgio had this, um, I think, special charism of grace at, at an early age, and it just grew and grew, so that really for him, it was kind of like uh, no contest that he would spend his life in service of the poor. At, at the age of five, he the, this well-known story that he opened the door one day, and there was a beggar woman with a child with no shoes on his feet, and he gave his. And he did things like that. There's a book in Italian on his charity, and, and filled with stories like that. And so I think even though his father had hoped that his son would follow in his footsteps, I don't really think it was a consideration for Pier Giorgio. He was studying mining engineering at the Mm -hmm. university, and his father 
sent his manager of the newspaper to tell him, you know, your father expects you to work at the paper. And Pierre Giorgio, with tears in his eyes, said, if that will make my father happy, then I accept. But that never happened because he died. His life was cut short. But I think that his love for the poor um, was there at an early age. And then when he began receiving the Daily Eucharist at the age of 12, I think it just wiped away any um, us and them type of thing. In other words, he saw himself as one of the poor. He said, I'm one of the poor and I want to work for them. So he didn't see himself as a young man from a prominent family, but a man who was their brother in Christ. And that's what they thought of him as a member of the family. And that uh, seeing them, seeing Christ in them, um, I think is what motivated him. Just that it, it, it never was... I'm from a rich family and you're poor. It was we're together together in, yeah. in the family of Christ. Yeah. Another point I think is so important for right now, and I think the timeliness of your book, the fact that he was so devoted to the Eucharist and all the discussion that we're seeing in the United States right now with the Eucharist and all these uh, arguments from quote-unquote pro-abortion Catholic politicians, uh, you know, either not understanding the Eucharist or thinking that, um, you know, this idea that we can do anything we want in the faith and, and, and still, you know, be the recipient of the body, blood, and, Je- and soul of Jesus, soul and divinity of Jesus. His devotion to the Eucharist, I think, would be a great example for us. Right. Uh, Pierre Giorgio, I, I don't like to take things, uh, impose my views of what he would think about things currently that he had no... Um, Knowledge of. active presence right. in, yeah. but I can tell you that he said it made his blood boil at the time he lived in to watch politicians, he said, for men to trample on their consciences in pursuit of worldly honors, is how he said it. And so I think that he, of course, was, um, he, he considered his appointment with the Lord in the Eucharist one that he would not miss for 12 years of his life. That was his most important foundational part of his day. And he expected uh, people to be Catholics inside and outside of politics. And his father, when uh, Mussolini was uh, taking over the political scene in Italy, his father resigned his ambassadorship because he said he could not face his son. He could never stay in that position. And so um, mm. Piero Giorgio was, he, he was um, so Eucharistically based and so married. Based that that we often say those were the pillars of his spirituality, but it wasn't that he just went to church and received the Eucharist. He went from church with Christ and brought that out into the culture. And so he was out on the streets in political processions. I mean, in processions where they would take the Eucharist on the streets. He was there. Pierre Giorgio was often put in the position to be like the bodyguard because he was such a well-built um, person, and so he was never afraid to be front and center in political processions, Eucharistic processions, and getting involved in trying to transform the culture, because he said charity is not enough, right? We have to have charity, a love for the Eucharist and the Church, but then we have to do something about the situation mm. that we're in. He was so young but so wise. You know what, that particularly stuns me, to be honest with you, Teresa. When I read the book of his letters in particular, I have to stop sometimes and remind myself that he died at 24, and sometimes I'll read something and I'll look at the date and I'll say, he was 21 years old, old or 22, Mm -hmm. or 18, and Mm -hmm. I think where I was at 21, (laughs) 22, and I wasn't (laughs) writing those things and living them, I I can assure you. Giorgio said... Uh, uh, to a group of students, he said, we who by the grace of God are Catholics 
must be willing to fight to give our country happier days and a morally healthy society. That could be written today mm. by somebody who's mature and has lived, but he wrote that like at 22 years old. He had that um, presence of mind then. He knew what mattered. I can attribute that really only to his deep Eucharistic life and his love for Our Lady because through those two foundational aspects of his faith, I think everything grew and flourished, as we say. It was a crescendo in his life, not just um, a reversion experience at some point or a time in his life when he got it. I think he just got it at an early age, and it grew and grew. Yeah, it just it's just beautiful to me. And my favorite quote, and I was telling you during the break that I have uh, um, pictures of him in my office. And okay, so I admit, as I said, there is the Italian connection. I can't help it. But uh, his his life is just amazing. Also, I find um, a great deal of connection with him because of his family background. Being that I'm a um, you know person who came from the secular media, my background is journalism, and his family background I found uh, very fascinating. But here's my favorite quote, and you probably know which one it is. To live without faith, without a heritage to defend, without battling constantly for truth, is not to live, but to get along. We must never just get along. Right. And I encourage people to pick up that, uh, the, that particular letter that he wrote and to read the rest of it, because he says, we have the truth. You know, right. we have the faith. We have the homeland. In fact, that quote that you just uh, cited is, for today, the eighth day of the novena, those of us who are praying the novena in honor of his feast day coming up, that was the meditational quote for today. Yes, that we cannot go about just existing. Sometimes I catch myself, and I'll say to myself, today I existed. Peter Georgia wouldn't be too happy with what I did today. <laughs> I was just existing, because that quote sticks in my mind. Right. That is your life in existence, and when I went to World Youth Day, when I was a, a World Youth <laughs> in Denver, and John Paul II, the theme for that World Youth Day was John 10.10, 10, that I came that you would have life and have it abundantly. Abundance. Yeah, I love and it. And I think that was also, like many people, a transformative um event from for me personally but i think of Pierre giorgio in that sense um, that we should have life and have it in abundance and he loved saint catherine of siena who said it's heaven all the way to heaven and i think we've kind of forgotten about that yeah absolutely well thank you for this latest gift of uh learning more about this amazing blessed Pierre giorgio frizzati from northern italy the torino area Beautiful book and a beautiful blessed, and you can learn so much from him. Christine Wohar is the author, and the book is Finding Frazzati and Following His Path to Holiness. We'll be right back to wrap up on a Friday morning, a 4th of July weekend. Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frazzati, pray for us. His feast day is this Sunday. We'll be right back. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically own shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. It, it's as though the secular press has to shoehorn matters concerning fidelity or infidelity to church teaching into political labels of conservative versus liberal. And those political dichotomies are not entirely meaningless, but they most usually distort the discussion. This discussion is about receiving Christ worthily. And that is not a political discussion. And by the way, this discussion is not even new. 
If you go back to 1998, they also addressed the question of from living the gospel life, again in 2006, in Happier Those Who Are Called to His Supper. For Pope Francis, he drafted, when he was Archbishop of Buenos Aires, the Aparecida document. The U.S. bishops are now forced to address this problem because we have now a Catholic president who is receiving Holy Communion, while at the same time he is a champion of expanded abortion rights. Cresta in the Afternoon with Al Cresta for Eastern on EWTN Radio. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Fifty-five minutes past the hour. Thanks so much for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Don't forget, all of our interviews are archived at the Catholic Connection site on AveMariaRadio.net, or should I say, link. Have a great Fourth of July weekend. God bless America, and good Lord willing, we'll talk to you on a Tuesday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Catholic all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Hi, this is Dave Palmer with a reminder to download the Guadalupe Radio Network app on your smartphone. It's very simple to do, and once you have the app on your phone, you can listen to a crystal clear signal of this station, KTH 910 AM, 24 hours a day, anywhere you are. If you have any questions about our app or need help setting it up on your phone, contact me through email, davepalmer at grnonline.com. Hi, this is Bob Duane with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 910AM. My wife, Norma, and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your mortgage situation, we can be reached by calling 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. My Mutual Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS 12901. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. 
Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 